Welcome to this episode of Talking Rotary. I'm Peter Tong, and I'm a member of the Rotary Club of Winnipeg, Charleswood. And I am Andy Kwasnika, past president and also a member of the Rotary Club of Winnipeg, Charleswood. We are so happy you have joined us. Peter and I are so excited for this new podcast and thankful to our many listeners. Let's start talking Rotary. So, Mandy, we just met with our friend Emmy from Oshawa, and man, he loves Rotary, doesn't he? What a joyful gentleman. Uh, Such a great chat we had with Emmy, hearing all about uh, what is going on in the Oshawa club. Yeah, and he he said something that I'm going to carry with me for a long time. And he said, a lot of Rotary is caring about people you don't know. And he gave us so many great examples of that. And how true is that? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I caught on that too when he said that, and I thought, yeah, it's something that we don't really recognize that we're doing it. We just do it. It's just who we are. It's in our rotary DNA, you know, that it is yeah. just all about caring for people, and we don't look to get anything out of it, um, really. We, we don't. If we do it just from the joy of our hearts, which is, uh, you know, man, did Emmy ever share that well with us yeah he he was really sort of the epitome of that huh he really was and i feel just even um meeting with him and hearing what he had to say i just felt really encouraged and just excited to be a part of rotary oh i agree completely so So sit back and learn and learn all that you have to learn about rotary with emmy sharing all about the oshawa rotary club Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talking Rotary. I'm Peter Tong. And I'm Andy Kwasnika. And we're here with Emmy Iheme. We're here with, he's from the Rotary Club of Oshawa, and we're going to talk about some of the work that we do. Emmy, welcome. Thank you. My pleasure. Welcome, Emmy. It's lovely to have you here tonight. Thank you. So, Emmy, what's going on with the Rotary Club of Oshawa? Well, I I can tell you that... uh, we, in Oshawa, we have two clubs. So we have the Rotary Club of Oshawa, and then we have Rotary Club of Oshawa Parkwood. I'm with the Rotary Club of Oshawa, but we do things jointly. Okay. Uh, one of the things that we do, uh, I can tell you just recently, uh, because of the pandemic, uh, we know how much people are struggling, especially with our food banks. And, uh, and one of the things that we did was to do a food and bottle drive. Uh, and we've had two of them in the last month. And uh, basically asking the community to come out and support our local food banks. And all the food that we collect goes to our uh, Feed Durham. Uh, and they are the main distributors within the, uh, the region. And then the uh, bottle drive that we do, the money goes towards the, the scholarship that we give to the students and the awards that we give to our local high school students who are just graduating. Sadly, um, they don't have a formal graduation, but the schools still recognize them for their community services and uh, and a whole bunch of other academic achievements. So we're very happy and proud to be part of it. 
Oh, cool. And how many students do the club support each year? Well, within our high schools, uh, we have six high schools that we support. And we also uh, give uh, donations to the university, the Ontario Tech, and also to Durham College. Oh, nice. Yes. I was going to say, so fundraising is a very hot topic amongst Rotary Clubs, and we're always trying to get creative with how we fundraise. So can you tell us what a food and bottle drive actually is? Because I'm guessing well, you, read, you collect bottles that are empty, but food that is full. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, because, it, you know, with our club, our main fundraiser program is Ribfest. Okay. Uh, and uh, and also we have galas that we host, but all that is on hold because of the pandemic. So we had to look for new ways to try and raise a little bit of money to support our local needs. And uh, the bottle drive and the food drive basically is we ask for non-perishable food, and we we collect them and we drop them up at the food to the food banks. Mm -hmm. uh, and the bottle drive is people bring the alcohol, you know, ball, empty bottles and the cans and we collect them all and uh, we tally them up and then we drop them off to the uh, to the LC, the local control board uh, warehouse where we get money for it. And then that money goes into supporting the community program that we do. Fantastic. Uh, amazing. Our club does something very similar to that with uh, collecting beer cans. So we call it drinking for polio. <laughs> so all, the money, <laughs> all of the money we raise from that goes towards polio. <laughs> yes. and, and the best part of it is we still have high school students that come out and volunteer with us during these drives just mm -hmm. to meet, make their community hours. But the school doesn't even require as much anymore, but they still come out. So nice. uh, it just, it's a win-win for all of us. Absolutely. <laughs> And what other things are you guys doing in these crazy times? Well, one of the things that we actually tonight, we uh, we just had a, a meeting just to talk about what we'll do for Christmas. Because normally uh, we like to get together just for the fellowship and just to socialize. Uh, since we can't do that, we are thinking, we've just decided that we will do uh, a, um, a Christmas sweater, uh, Zoom uh, uh, social. <laughs> <laughs> so um emmy are you a celebratory christmas sweater guy or an ugly sweater christmas sweater guy i i wear i wear i like my christmas ugly sweater once in a while but <laughs> last, last christmas i i found myself a suit it was a beautiful christmas suit and it lit up so oh my yeah. wow <laughs> <laughs> i gotta see that <laughs> So it was fun. We had a good, we, we enjoy it. So, and, uh, and then we also, this, this Christmas, we, uh, I'm actually chair of committee. Uh, we are doing something we haven't done before, which is looking for ways to do, raise funds. And uh, we are going to be doing a Christmas tree sale. Okay. So yeah, our local shopping center in Oshawa has uh, offered us the opportunity to be part of their Christmas festivities outdoors because they're bringing everything outdoors. So we're gonna be uh, camping out there for the month of December selling Christmas trees. Awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I, I, did, I did that as a teenager, Emmy as a fundraiser thing. And my one big tip is this, get your thermal underwear, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is cold. I can imagine. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, Emmy, you mentioned at the top that there's two clubs in Oshawa. And maybe, I guess, for our listeners who might not be familiar with where Oshawa is, do you want to share a little bit about where Oshawa is and maybe the, the sizes of both your club and the other club? Yes. Uh, Oshawa, the city of Oshawa, it's about uh, just about 25, 30 minutes east of Toronto. So we the, the region that I'm in is Durham region. There's seven municipalities that form the region, and we border right with Toronto. Okay. So Oshawa, Oshawa actually is the second one of second oldest club in in, in Canada. We know. we just fought. We 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 were we just uh, celebrated our 100th anniversary, which was uh, this year in 2020. So we were formed in 1920. Uh, yeah, in 1920. Wow. So, and uh, the two clubs are sister, cl we're, we're sister clubs because the Oshawa club is a lunch club and, uh, and then the Oshawa Parkwood club is a dinner club. So, and the two, the second club, the Parkwood was created for people who were unable to attend lunch. So we, they were chatted as a result. Um, and the membership, our club is about, the Oshawa club is about 70 members. And the Parkwood Club's about 30 members. Excellent. Yeah, and we work joint, we work together as, as often as much as we can. And we all, you know, we serve the same community. So it's always it's fun. Amazing. I love that it's a partnership and that you're not like competing against each other, but really no. working no. working together on all of your projects. That's amazing. So okay, can we talk a little bit more about how that works and the advantages of the two clubs working together. Because one of the things we like to do on the podcast is talk about different ways of doing rotary. And although that that's sort of common sense, in some ways it's a new thing, right? Absolutely. So our two clubs, um, we, you know, one of the fun things is uh, when we do an event, the uh, Parkwood Club would come and support us. And uh, when they do an event, we support them as well. And uh, when we, and then we find events that we do together, the bottle drive and the food drive, we've done, we did it together. Uh, the Christmas tree sale, we're doing it jointly as two clubs together. Uh, and it just more hands make it, you know, the, the, the work a little lighter. So, and uh, the other thing we do is when it comes to international events as well, uh, the two clubs will, will always try to collaborate. And if they can't send someone and we can send someone, the funds we raise jointly support that, that mission. So, um, and, I, and any, any city or town that has two clubs, I, I think it's a great thing when you work together, um, you have your individual charters because you serve one is maybe breakfast and lunch or one is dinner or whichever one it is uh collaboration you know it goes a long way and that's what road is all about so <clears throat> love that possibilities are all around us we see potential in unexpected places and when we share our knowledge vision and connections we turn great ideas into action Together, we can make real change happen. We're Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org slash action. 
And uh, we also, we, our club also teams up with the other clubs in, in our region. Uh, we do some international missions as well. Uh, and one of the ones that I'm directly involved in is uh, uh, going to Dominican Republic to do some uh, community work there, uh, some sweat equity work there. We go there to help uh, join together with uh, Steve's club, which is the Whitby Rotary Club. So we go down there and we help the uh, residents of the Bates, uh, which is the sugarcane plantation workers, uh, with uh, updating some of their homes or helping them build a, a place, uh, water, you know, water purification. Uh, we do solar light uh, for them as well. And we bring lots of clothes and some food and, uh, and things like that. And uh, we, some of the schools there uh, need well water or the well is not working, we help to, uh, to rebuild it or to uh, fix any of the repairs that are required. Um, and then we have all the stuff. We've had people go to Malawi to do some uh, work there. Um, and then we also support some other programs that come from other clubs. So, uh, but it, the key for Rotary has always been collaboration, working together. Uh, and, uh, you know, our district seemed to do that a lot. And, and when did you say your next trip is going to be? Well, our next trip is supposed to be this coming February, but we're not sure it will happen. Mm -hmm. I was there, we were there in February, this past, this year, 2020, in February for, I was there for two weeks. And I, I came back the day just before the, the, you know, the pandemic got really crazy mm -hmm. and then everything sort of shut down. So we're yeah. hoping that we can go next year, but if we don't, then uh, we have to find ways to support them. Yeah. You know, Emmy, Steve Rutledge is a good uh, friend of the podcast. How did you meet that rascal? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, our clubs are, uh, are very close and we're good friends. Um, and Steve has been involved in, in a project in Laos. And in fact, as we speak right now, our district uh, is fundraising. Uh, we're trying to raise I believe so in the amount of uh, uh, 100,000 US dollars to help with the disaster in Beirut. Okay. And, and Steve is chairing that fundraising. So for our district. So he's been involved in Laos project for a long time. Uh, and uh, the district supports him, our club supports him, and he comes out to our rib fest to serve and work and do anything you ask him to do because he, he, you know, his heart and soul is in the projects that he does. That's the impression that he left with us. We spent an hour with him a few weeks ago, and uh, it was hard to get it all in. He was doing so much stuff. He is. Yeah. Very, very I, I don't. I, I don't think he sleeps, and I think he might be superhuman. <laughs> He is so, you know, it's uh, it's one of the things that got me into Rotary was just the how much Rotarians care about people they don't know, mm -hmm. uh, people you know you never see, but mm -hmm. you you've heard about them and you've heard about the plight that they're going through. Uh, to commit yourself to supporting those people, to commit yourself to, uh, you know, doing whatever you can to make those their lives better. Um, you know, be it with the end polio program or the Feed the Hunger program, 
it takes special people and that's what Rotarians are. So, and Steve yeah. embodies every part of that principle, so. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's what we're told about you too, Emmy. So you're just proving it to <laughs> us now. It's very true. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very humbled. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoy what Rotarians do every day. Um, and uh, tonight, one of the things we talked about, we have some members, some of our elderly members that have difficulty connecting through the this internet to join the meetings. And in a typical Rory fashion, the, the, the suggestion was get out the list, the names, and share the names, and we will in, go and visit them and try to connect with them and bring our iPads so we can link up with them in their homes or their, whatever they are to get them to say hi, because some of them, they just can't do it. So it is, it is that, that, that uh, rotary spirit. Yes, and now you have something to add to your list. You can teach them how to listen to a podcast while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I will be, this will be, this will be a topic of discussion uh, at our next meeting for sure. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. Um, so this is maybe going a little bit back now, but why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in Rotary, how long you've been in Rotary, and what kind of attracted you to it? Well, I've, well, I've been involved in Rotary. Well, I became a formal member of the Rotary Club of Washington in 2011. But prior to that, I've been involved in volunteering in some of the community programs that I, you know, went to Ribfest or some of the other fundraiser events but I couldn't join because of my children were young and I wanted to spend, you know, I knew that was my priority, my, my children. So when they got older and they went into university, so, and then I was able to join. But uh, what got me into Rory was, um, God, it was, we had a child who, I coached soccer, I coached competitive soccer in, in Oshawa. And I had a child who wanted to play, but didn't have the money. So the club, the, the club, the team that I was coaching, we did a fundraiser. And during one of our fundraisers, which was we went in front of the liquor store to ask for donations. And one of the people that came that gave donation was a Rotarian. And he asked what the money was for. We told him and he suggested that I, we contact him. And, uh, and we did. And he put us to the, his club. And they wrote a check and paid for that child to play. And, and wow. that, to me, and they didn't know who the child was. They didn't know anyone. And to me, that, that said a lot. And after that, that was it. So uh, as soon as I could, every opportunity we had as a team, we got involved. And uh, once I was able to join the club, I joined. And I have, um, I have not looked back since. That's a fantastic that story. story, but Amy, I can't believe that you have kids that are old enough to be in university. <laughs> they graduated, so. <laughs> Did you know that Shelterbox doesn't pack aid into their sturdy green boxes ahead of time? Shelterbox has been continually improving aid to best support families, and certain type of aids doesn't always fit into the traditional box. Indeed, the empty box and aid are shipped separately, which is cheaper, saves space, 
and can clear customs much easier. This means that more humanitarian aid can be shipped in higher volumes at a lower cost, ultimately resulting in being able to support more families. If you want to learn more, please check us out at shelterbox.org. Oh, that's really fantastic stuff. So, Amy, one of the, well, as I was saying a little bit earlier, one of the questions that we love to ask is, what keeps you coming back to Rotary? What's your, what's that thing that drives you to do all this volunteering? Oh my goodness! It's the, the the how passionate Rotarians are. Everything that Rotary, that you know, attending meetings just it just lifts you up um, because you attend the meetings and it's so positive. Um, if, you know, as you know, as a Rotarian, you know about the happy buck, where we talk about things that has transpired within the last week in your life and around you that is positive that other people need to hear. Uh, and I think that that inspires everyone to walk away from a meeting in a very positive way. And I appreciate every moment. So that's what keeps me coming. All right, there you go. That's one of my favorite parts of the meetings as well as the happy bucks and occasional sad bucks that get shared. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, the sad bucks are usually something like a poor golf score. So that's yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's true. That's really fantastic. And and I mean the the other so you you've been now in, in Rotary for quite a while and you've made some connections and whatever. What would you like to do in Rotary in the next five years? Well, I, I, I think right now, um, I've served, you know, having served as a president of my club and as, as an assistant district governor for three years, and then I had to pull back from it um, because, uh, I, I, you know, I, I helped to co-chair um, the uh, Ontario Parasport Games for the region. So I, I was the co-chair for that, and that took me out of that. So my hope in the next five years is to continue to help to expand the programs that we're doing, uh, both locally and internationally. And when the right time comes, I will most likely be involved in, in more of the district functions. Uh, so that's, that's my aspiration in the next five years. Cool, I love it. And love to help it. Rotary, yes. So. That's, that's really awesome. Good. Well, we just want to thank Emmy so much for being a part of this program here today. What a great inspiration you are and so grateful that you are a part of Rotary along with us. Yeah, what a great Rotary partner to have working really hard with a huge smile on his face the whole time. It was a real pleasure to meet with Emmy. Emmy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on another great episode of Talking Rotary. We would love to hear from you. Please send us your comments and story ideas, and you can share with us easily by sending us an email at feedback at talkingrotary.org. 
Let's keep talking rotary.